folks, any of you who know me, any of you who have listened to the show, know that I have disproportionately focused on Latin America and the Western Hemisphere uh, in terms of foreign policy. I, you know, I'm, I'm a uh, what you can call an Americas, meaning all of the Americas, all the countries in the Americas, firster. I believe, you know, because I, I, I think, quite frankly. And we know this, that what happens in Latin America, what happens in Central America, what happens in in our neighbor Mexico to the south, often has a direct impact on the United States, be it economically, be it in terms of the drug crisis, be it in terms of illegal human trafficking uh, and and the like. And, of course, there's opportunity for us to uh, build great deals like uh, Donald Trump did in improving uh, greatly the uh, NAFTA deal, scrapping the NAFTA deal and coming up with the USTA um, uh, trade agreement with uh, Mexico and Canada, which is much better for us, and a, a great deal of prosperity. It is essentially a, a bunch of countries of the new world, if you will, uh, that can lead the way uh, around the world. And um, so it is my pleasure uh, to bring on a, a yet again a good friend and a fellow America's firster, <laughs> uh, Steve Stephen Hecht, uh, who is a writer uh, with the Impunity Observer. He's editor at large. He's lived in Guatemala since 1972, working on developmental projects to help Guatemala leave its underdeveloped state and reach its great potential. His reporting has included meetings with coyotes with human uh, smugglers that I referenced earlier uh, who ferried millions of illegal immigrants into the United States via Guatemala, 595-mile border with Mexico. Yeah, for those who don't know, Guatemala is immediately to the south of Mexico, and it is essentially uh, for those Central Americans or South Americans that want to get into the United States through the Mexican border, they must go through Guatemala to get to Mexico. So uh, the Trump administration has done a tremendous amount. Of, in, fact, in fact, Steve, I'll, I'll uh, hand the ball over to you uh, now uh, because you can talk about the crisis that existed in terms of human trafficking before the Trump administration came to power and the fact that some very close allies of yours and now new allies of mine worked very closely with the Trump administration to correct that situation. Welcome to the show, Steve Hatt. Thank you very much, Nigel. It's great to be with you again. Appreciate it. And uh, you're right in everything you say, and it's even worse. It's even more important. And a lot of people in the United States, it's been my experience, don't understand the relevance of Guatemala. Here, Guatemala, where's that? You did a good job explaining it, and it is absolutely true. And it's an important country for the United States. But there's even more. Joe Biden did a dry run in Guatemala of what's going to happen to the United States if he manages to take power. Uh-oh. Should, should, should I sit down? Should, should my listeners uh, be sitting down and getting a stiff drink? Because I don't think there's going to be good news coming up. No, it's, it's not good news. But the good news is we have a chance to avoid it. And that chance comes on November 3rd. Absolutely. And if we, if, if we put Joe Biden and his party in power, then we are going to have happen to us what he did to Guatemala. And what has Joe Biden, and of course, 
you know, people, you know, Joe Biden is tr- trying to run as, you know, this new America first candidate trying to steal Trump's America first thunder and, you know, buy back better nonsense. You know, when, you know, the obvious question is, Joe Biden, you've been in government for half a century. You were uh, in the uh, Oval Office as vice president for eight years. So what exactly did the Obama-Biden team do in Guatemala, and what should we be very nervous about, Steve? They, and by the way, Biden is the self-described point man for Guatemala. In other words, Obama put him in charge. Like he put him in charge in Ukraine, he put him in charge in Guatemala. Wow. And Honduras and El Salvador. Biden set the table for the uh, U.S. Embassy to take over Guatemala's judiciary and its criminal prosecution. They persecute their political enemies, regardless of evidence and law. They just can put you in jail just like that, and the courts will sustain it. So they have a tremendous power of intimidation on the way towards creating a one-party totalitarian state. That's what Joe Biden that did is, That is frightening. As you can hear the music, Steve, we're going to a hard break, but we got a whole half hour to discuss this, and we will dig in a little deeper. I, we're on with Stephen Hecht, who's an activist, an America's firster activist, I can call you, uh, and, and a brother and a comrade in arms to promote liberty throughout this entire hemisphere because he knows what happens south of our border and even north of our border has an impact on United States citizens. More with Stephen Hecht right after this short break. More war now. Yes, we are rocking and rolling. Niger Ennis here, Wayne Allen Roots, Melanated Vantage brother from another mother. Wayne, of course, will be on right behind this show, but we are on the line with Stephen Hecht, uh, editor-at-large with the Impunity Observer and an America's firster activist like me, a comrade in arms. And, Steve, when we broke away from a break, you were going into detail about what the Biden administration did and really undermining the legal uh, infrastructure, the courts uh, and the like, and the administration in Guatemala. But let, We're going to go back into that in a second, but I'd like to step back for a second and take a look at what the philosophy of the Obama-Biden administration was. I mean, you can essentially say that the philosophy of Donald Trump is America first, okay? It is, you know, making sure that, you know, America's national security, that its economy, that its citizenry are protected. And that's why he cut such a very good deal and helpful deal and a win-win deal with the country of Guatemala that tamped down illegal uh, trafficking of human beings by some 60 percent um, uh, under the Trump administration. So we, we have an idea of what the Trump foreign policy vision is for Latin America and, and actually for the world. You know, what was the Steve, can, can, can you uh, estimate what the Obama Biden foreign policy was to Latin America and in particular to Guatemala? I could sum that up in one word, socialism. <laughs> well, you're good for for brevity. Uh, well, you know, 
look, there has been a battle in Latin America since the rise of Fidel Castro, the Castro brothers, and Che Guevara in Cuba that wanted essentially and, and basically made Latin America a part of the Cold War battleground when the Soviet Union was our uh, most uh, a serious adversary internationally. And they have uh, uh, planted and, and put in uh, various positions of power throughout Latin America uh, and Latin American governments, people that are socialist to communists. And, and so when you reference that, uh, it seems to me that that is what you're referencing. You're saying that essentially the Obama-Biden administration created a kind of nexus and alliance with those very forces that I was speaking of. That's correct, Niger. The uh, Sao Paulo Forum set the bottle. The Soviet Union uh, disintegrated, and they realized that armed revolution wasn't hadn't worked, and so they changed strategy to uh, take over from inside. And it begins with a criminal prosecution and the judiciary, and you can see it across Latin America. And in Guatemala, that's exactly what they've done. And what they're doing in the United States follows that model. It's a socialist, it's a Marxist takedown model. President Trump is correct when he used that word communism. And, you know, Obama helped the Cubans, Obama and Biden, and Biden says he's going to return to that policy. They, they helped the Cubans by, create, by giving them hard currency, by making hard currency available. So that's their foreign policy. And, you know, I've written uh, in Florida, a Florida website, BizPack Review, that the uh, uh, Latin Americans in, in, in Florida and in and other places, too, who fled from societies like Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua, and there are plenty of them, they recognize the signs. You don't have to convince those people of anything. They can see the signs from the Democrats, social justice, free health care, and, and education. These are the, the cornerstones. And then you look at the division, the purposeful division of society. As you well know, they don't care. Black Lives Matter doesn't care anything about black lives. What they care about is dividing society, creating violence, chaos, and 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 and, and just simply uh, people being fearful, and they use that to get to power, and this is what we're seeing right now in the United States, and I would say this that to Nevadans, you now I understand that Nevada has about thirty percent, uh, uh, more or less, population. Uh, absolutely, yeah. And, and those people probably didn't come from Cuba, Nicaragua, or, or, or Venezuela. Some of them might have, but most of them probably came from most Mexico. Most from Mexico and the Triangle uh, countries, uh, one of which is Guatemala. Uh, right. We have a huge El Salvadorian population. In fact, the illegal immigration, ironically, from Mexico uh, into the United States, and Nevada in particular, has actually, over the last... Uh, probably last five, six years, has actually been a net negative. You know, there have been more Mexicans leaving the United States and actually coming in. But illegal immigration has been very serious, but it's been serious from Central America. Exactly, from Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala, the Northern exactly. Triangle. Now, those people were fleeing 
from those countries, not because they were persecuted, not asylum cases. They are economic refugees. And why do those countries not work? Well, I've studied it. You know, I'm a businessman, and I understand this stuff. Because of centralized power that is abused by whoever has it. And that puts a lid on economic development. It's corruption. You can sum it up in one word, corruption. Now, if those people, if those, if you're, if, if there are any of those people who are listening right now, think about what the United States is going to look like with Joe Biden as president. Last week, the Senate uh, uh, Homeland Security and Finance Committees issued a report on Hunter Biden. And what he did, he got three and a half million dollars uh, uh, from a Russian oligarch. He got uh, about the same amount in Ukraine. And he got millions from China. What did Hunter Biden do for that money? What qualifications did he have to be useful to all of those people? Well, it's, it's pretty obvious, none. His father was vice president of the United States. And Joe Biden says, oh, but I didn't know, and then I just trust my son, and, 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 and he, uh, he and I never talked about it. Well, according to the report, there are people in the U.S. government who told Joe Biden about these problems. They were concerned. The Obama yeah, ironically, was there was people in the Obama administration itself that warned exactly. Joe Biden about this problem. Exactly. So here you got a guy who is corrupt, who want, he, he won't say if he's going to pack the court, the Supreme Court. I guarantee you, if he's president and Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader, Nancy Pelosi is House Speaker, I guarantee you they pack the Supreme Court. They'll put as many justices in as they need. And those people, just like the ones they put in Guatemala, will execute a purely political agenda and will trample on the law. The same thing they did in Guatemala. Well, you know they what, will Steve? do in the United States. You know what, Steve? So, my, fear, my fear, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I agree with you. I agree that they're going to pack the court with a bunch of progressive uh, socialists. Uh, what they're also going to do is promote statehood for Washington, D.C. and uh, Puerto Rico as well, get themselves four new uh, what they hope to be leftist socialist uh, 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 senators, and they're going to try to essentially do what you're talking about. What you're saying, what you're alleging that they've uh, tried to do in Guatemala, which is make it a basically a one-party statist socialist state, is what they will make the United States of America if they come to power. That's why this election is the most important election, certainly in our lifetime, and pro probably the most important election uh, with the possible, ex the probable exception of 1864 when Abraham Lincoln was reelected in the midst of the Civil War. I agree. This is the most important election since that election. And, and, and for the Hispanic community, and, and of course all Americans, okay, is that what Biden will do is shrink the economy. The reason that Trump is so good, besides the fact that he, he believes in the Constitution and, and, and he believes in liberty and he believes in America first, is, is that he has created, he created before COVID, the best economy the United States has ever had, and it's going to come back. So all of that migration that's come is, is, is for two reasons. One is how bad it is in Central America, and the other is how good it is in the United States. Well, well they want it to keep being good. If you want it to keep being good, 
the reason you came to the United States in the first place, don't let it become like Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras by electing Joe Biden and the Democrats. In other words, don't kill the goose with the golden egg. And exactly. That, and that goose, is, his name is Donald Trump. What exactly. is your prediction tomorrow with the debates? Do you believe the issue of Latin America or socialism at large is going to come up? Because you not only have the crisis of a number of Central Americans fleeing their country, not really political refugees, but really economic refugees, fleeing, you know, largely uh, centralized, overly centralized, statist, socialist-leaning nations to come to freedom in the United States. But a little further south of there, you have a a true contrast of freedom versus um, you know, totalitarianism and, 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 and leftist socialism when you have Venezuelans leading, voting with their feet, if you will, on socialism as they are fleeing the country of Venezuela and creating actually a little bit of a crisis in, uh, in, in its neighbor of Colombia to the north and its neighbor of Brazil to the south, both of which are ruled by, by center-right uh, uh, governments that are very closely aligned to the United States and the Trump administration. If you want a, a clear contrast of how socialism fails and how capitalism and freedom succeeds, you need look no further than the contrast of Colombia and Venezuela. Uh, in in our last minute um, before we go to a break, Steve, do you think those issues could very well come up in tomorrow's debate? And what are your thoughts? I about expect that? that they will. I mean, uh, uh, Donald Trump has made it clear that the Democrats have become socialists. That's not just a talking point. That's real. And he says that it, he could also use the word communism. He's exactly right. And he's got to call out Joe Biden on that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's going to come up. I mean, the violence. Uh, is on the on the agenda. Chris Wallace's t- list of topics. Right. So they're going to talk about the violence in in, in, in the protests in the city, pulling down well, statues, intimidation of, of of people just going out to eat at restaurants. And from what I understand from our guest last week, who was a former um, national security uh, advisor to the country of Guatemala, uh, that they took their playbook from Guatemala. We'll talk more about that next with Stephen Hecht. Uh, Editor-at-Large, Impunity Observer, more war now. Nigerian is back here with you. Wayne Allen Roots, Melanin Advantage, brother from another mother. We're on our, in our last segment with Stephen Hecht, uh, Editor-at-Large for the Impunity Observer, fellow activist, uh, America's firster uh, activist, good man and um, advocate, lives in Guatemala and has since 1972. Uh, he is our man in Latin America to tell us about what's happening there. And Steve, when we broke to a break, I was talking about how our, our last uh, guest, I think it was last week or the week before last, uh, he was uh, what would be the homeland security equivalent for the country of Guatemala. And he was telling us, he was telling our audience how the leftists actually took uh, a, a page out of the far left wing communist socialist elements in Guatemala who were ripping down statues, intimidating people, using violent means. And they were taking that playbook uh, to promote the Black Lives Matter uh, Antifa agenda here in the United States. Is that, is that true? Is that, is yes, that that's accurate. 
Wow. Tell us about that. I mean, what were they doing in Guatemala, and to what degree were they trying to intimidate not just rank-and-file people but actually uh, a center-right administration that might have been in power? Well, go back to Joe Biden. Joe Biden came to Guatemala three times in 12 months to uh, impose an extension of a criminal United Nations commission that they called anti-impunity. And basically that was the battering ram that the uh, Obama administration used to take over uh, the Guatemalan judiciary and assure continued control of Guatemala's criminal prosecution. And so the uh, armed groups, the equivalent of Black Lives Matter and Antifa in Guatemala, they had free reign. They could do anything they wanted. They could commit any crimes they wanted. There are plenty of them. It's all public. And, and they would commit these crimes, and absolutely nothing happens to them. They're, they're immune because the, the public prosecutor will not go after them. And even if some prosecutor makes a mistake and goes after them, the court will illegally dismiss it. So it, it's, it, you can imagine what you see in Portland and Seattle and, 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 and Kenosha and, and other places in the United States where Democrats control these areas. If Democrats were to control the executive branch and pack the court, then what you see in those cities, you will see across the country. You will, and, and you will have trouble being on radio and, and, and speaking your mind. Anybody who opposes these people will be opposed. And, and they will shut down information, they will shut down freedom, and they will leave only one choice. And I guarantee you, Niger, if, if, if we have a President Biden, House Majority Leader, House Speaker Pelosi, and Senate Majority Leader Schumer, we, that's the last free election you'll see in the United States. These people will not leave power peacefully. That's what we've seen in Latin America, and that's what's coming to the United States. And I hope Americans open their eyes and wake up to that. That's really frightening, uh, Steve. It's a very frightening picture you paint. Unfortunately, it's a very accurate potential picture that the American people have the opportunity to uh, flush down the toilet, if you will, by voting for the president and voting, just as importantly, voting to keep the Senate Republican and maybe even taking back the House of Representatives if we have a significant enough red wave, uh, taking back the House of Representatives uh, for the Republican Party so the president has the wind to his back and can really get continue the agenda that he started a few years ago. Let me ask you, to what degree are U.S. Embassy uh, cooperated in the subversion of the uh, Guatemalan uh, polity and the Guatemalan sovereignty uh, during the Obama years? It was the instrument of subversion. The U.S. Embassy simply took over the country and ran the country. The ambassador had more power than the president of the country. That is frightening. And from what I understand, this, uh, you know, obviously – you know, when you have a, a new president, which we had with President Trump, and you had an individual that is, you know, was not a p political, he's a businessman uh, that came into power. So he was getting his feet wet. It took some time for him to make some changes in the State Department, the Latin America desk, the Guatemala desk, if you will. There were still holdovers from the Obama administration that were actively working to undermine and continue the subversion not only of Guatemala, but also the subversion of 
current U.S. policy, and that's policy under Donald Trump. That is true. The, uh, and it hasn't, it hasn't really changed yet. I mean, remember, the deep state is all over the place. And so Trump is fighting the federal bureaucracy to, almost to the extent that he's fighting uh, China and Russia and Iran. That the federal bureaucracy has opposed Trump at every turn. They don't turn over information. How is it that a Republican Congress doesn't get information from a Republican uh, uh, administration? Because the, the permanent bureaucrats, the deep state, is obstructing. And the embassy in Guatemala was full of those people. So even Trump nominated this guy. He didn't know that. That was State Department. Inside the State Department, I mean, Mike Pompeo is one of the greatest public servants we've ever had. But he's limited. That State Department probably has 16,000 employees, and most of them are socialist. And it's unfortunate. They don't like to say it, but I've seen it in Guatemala. And I would love to see an investigation, a Justice Department, an Inspector General investigation of what they did in Guatemala would be tremendously revealing, would be helpful for U.S. foreign policy, would be helpful to Donald Trump. Uh, I, I hope we're going to see a second Trump administration. And it would be helpful to the United States to root this out, to make it public, so that our government functions better. Well, let's make that an agenda item that both you and I uh, will take up, that we have to clean house clean house of the State Department, clean house of the U.S. embassies uh, in Latin America that have these socialist holdovers and that actively, indirectly or very directly, undermine not only the sovereignty of these nations in which they are working, uh, but undermine and often cut against the very policy of their commander-in-chief, which is Donald Trump, and we, and God, we hope, is uh, also our commander-in-chief after this November election. Thank you, Stephen Hecht. I think we're going to have you on the week before the election one more time. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for being on today. Uh, Impunity Observer is his magazine. Look for it online and look for Stephen Hecht. Great writer, great activist. Always great being on with you, ladies and gentlemen. I will see you next week with more war now.